So last week's headlines about Apple's new changes, their expanded protections for children all around CSAM, which is child sexual abuse material, it has exploded over the Internet. You have people on Apple's side saying, hey, we're doing this to protect the children. And then you also have other individuals pundits who are saying hey whatever apple is doing is right then you have people on the edge of privacy saying no 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 this is the worst thing ever when it actually falls here in the middle so guys i'm dexter johnson you're listening to another episode of in the weeds and this has been 2448 however many hours worth of research discussion breakdown watching YouTube videos, reading articles to bring you the very latest, to bring you the most up-to-date, to bring you the most succinct coverage on all of this. So sit back, get a little popcorn, maybe something to drink. This is going to be one long podcast. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? So first and foremost, as I reported initially, we were given headlines. We were giving doom and gloom, but we weren't really given a lot of other information until the white paper started to get circled around. And then news from the EFF got circled around more and more from TechCrunch got circled around. So therefore, as I said, I'm reporting based on what I have at this moment. But this is going to be a quite quite the intense breakdown and first and foremost at this moment opinions are all over the board you have people inside of apple that disagree with this i know that i certainly do so let's start with the white paper let's start with apple's perspective because this is coming from them so it is only right to hear their perspective and the three changes that are laid out within and then kind of cascade down into the rabbit hole so first and foremost we're pretty much going to step through this white paper about child sexual abuse material which is hereby going to be known as csam we're going to step through this step by step through the white paper of course all of this will be linked below so let's let's just kick it off and this is going to be a lot of quotes so bear with me get over it quote At Apple, our goal is to create technology that empowers people and enriches their lives while helping them stay safe. We want to help protect children from predators who use communication tools to recruit and exploit them and limit the spread of child sexual abuse material. Apple is introducing new child safety features in three areas. Now, these are three that are very important and they're going to be repeated over and over throughout this podcast. Continuing. First, New communication tools will enable parents to play a more informed role in helping their children navigate communication online. The messages app will use on-device machine learning to warn about sensitive content while keeping private communications unreadable by Apple. First and foremost, 
as I'm ending that quote. <sighs> Communication, safety, and messages. So this is not just the iMessage protocol. It's not just only for your friends using iMessage. This is in any type of communication that is sent in the messages app, the default text messaging app on iPhone, which you really cannot get around point blank period. We're going to have some own device learning for anyone on an iCloud account. That's a family member that is under the age of 12. So, and I quote, the messages app will add new tools to warn children and their parents when receiving or sending sexually explicit photos. When receiving this type of content, the photo will be blurred and the child will be warned, presented with helpful resources and reassured it is okay if they do not want to view this photo. As an additional precaution, the child can also be told that to make sure they are safe, their parents will get a message if they do view it. Red flag. Similar protections are available if a child attempts to send sexually explicit photos. The child will be warned before the photo is sent and the parents can receive a message if the child chooses to send it. So, as I said, this is own device machine learning. So I have to clear something up. A lot of people are thinking that Apple is somehow reading the messages. No, this is own device machine learning, similar to how Apple does photos and how Siri learns and other things on the iPhone. That's why we have had all of these bionic chipsets, because it contains neural cores that help do things on device. So we don't have to do so much junk on the freaking cloud. Now, of course, this feature is coming and an update later this year to accounts set up as families in iCloud for iOS 15, iPad OS 15, and Mac OS Monterey. And another thing to note is that this is just the Messages app in general. This has nothing to do with iMessage. iMessage is in the Messages umbrella, but Messages overall. So that's whether or not you're sending between iOS devices or Android devices this can and will catch that now a lot of you are thinking hey this is great i think this is yet another way for parents to helicopter and this is yet another way for crazy parents domineering parents to exert even more control over their children i think that this is good but for parents that are being a little too much, a little too helicopter e. This is definitely a step too far. Now, moving on to the second thing that Apple is going to be doing. We've already talked about communication tools. Next, iOS and iPad OS will use new applications of cryptography to help limit the spread of CSAM online. Once again, CSAM is child sexual abuse material. This is going to be while designing for user privacy. Now, I'm going to tell you how this works, but let me finish. CSAM detection will help Apple provide valuable information to law enforcement on collections of CSAM in iCloud photos. Now, before I move and tell you how that's done, we're going to skip to the third thing that they're going to do because, quite honestly, when we're talking about iCloud photos, this is going to be 
a very intense discussion. The last piece that they're doing are updates to Siri and Search. Quote, finally, updates to Siri and Search provide parents and children expanded information and help if they encounter unsafe situations. Siri and Siri Search will also intervene when users try to search for CSAM-related topics. So that just means that you will get a pop-up. For example, if you're trying to search for some nonsense, it will say there are systems for reporting online child exploitation. Or let's just say you're searching for something that might be a little inappropriate. An example here might say material depicting the sexual abuse of children is illegal. Anonymous helplines and guidance exist for adults with at risk thoughts and behavior. It gives you a button here that says learn more and get help. And this is coming to iOS. Now, let's roll on back around to number two. Number two is what has been garnering all of the headlines. It is it, it is what has been the bane of existence on Twitter, the internet, Reddit, and anywhere that has a message board due to this iCloud photo scanning. In short, when we're talking about Google, Facebook, when it comes to those pictures that are in their cloud, they're scanning the heck out of those photos anyway. The difference is, is that you kind of, you know that because you are essentially turning over your photos to these companies. Facebook is the most egregious, but Google, you're turning your photos over to them and it's in their cloud. So you're saying to yourself, hey, I really don't have control here anyway so what you do is what you do now google facebook microsoft all of these other companies that apple loves to drag through the mud mind you none of those companies have ever taken out billboards on the side of buildings that say what happens on your iphone stays on your iphone Apple did that. So when we're talking about things in iCloud and this thing that is scanning on your phone, when we didn't have a lot of information last week, people got up in arms. And now that we have more information, honestly, I'm still up in arms. And that is exactly what the next section of this podcast is about. We're going to talk about Apple's iCloud scanning, which is number two from their white paper. All right, folks. All right. It's time to get serious. Let's talk about CSAM detection, child sexual abuse material. So I'm going to read directly from this white paper. We're going to stop when we need to, to discuss whether or not it makes any sense for Apple to do this. We're going to stop when we need to, to discuss whether or not their implementation is correct. We're going to stop when we need to, to address the thoughts and opinions that others have been talking about online, as well as a few 
interesting little tidbits that you might find interesting from a comparative viewpoint. So let's go. Quote, another important concern is the spread of child sexual abuse material, CSAM, online. CSAM refers to content that depicts sexually explicit activities involving a child. To help address this, new technology in iOS and iPadOS will allow Apple to detect known CSAM images stored in iCloud photos. This will enable Apple to report these instances to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, NCMEC. NCMEC acts as a comprehensive reporting center for CSAM and works in collaboration with law enforcement agencies across the United States. End quote. So let's talk about NCMEC, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So we're talking about this, these images stored in iCloud photos. Now, Apple is not scanning your entire iCloud photo library point blank period and I know I know what you're thinking to yourself Dexter you 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 always take up for Apple I hate you you're wrong (laughs) I don't always take up for Apple have you looked at my tweets but I am trying to look at this from an Apple standpoint for now because we're trying to provide a little objectivity here for now during this white paper. Now, we're going to continue. Quote, Apple's method of detecting known CSAM is designed with user privacy in mind. End quote. First off, they always say that crap. (laughs) Picking up, instead of scanning images in the cloud, the system performs on-device matching using a database of known CSAM image hashes provided by NCMEC and other child safety organizations. Apple further transforms this database into an unreadable set of hashes that is securely stored on users' devices. End quote. What does this mean? That means Apple is storing a database of CSAM imagery on your device Not really. They're storing the hashes of those, but they're taking it a step further and they're transforming those hashes again so that, number one, you can't reverse engineer back to the original. Okay, let's 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 go over this again on your iPhone. When once the iOS update hits iOS 15, there will be a CSAM hash database on your device. But it's actually taken one step further and transformed again to help keep people out of that. Let's continue going on now with what the technology is actually going to do. And then we can get into is this egregious or is this not? We've already kind of stepped through the fact that messages is kind of janky. Helicopter parents, domineering parents can and will take advantage of this. But whenever we put, quote unquote, for the children in something, a lot of companies, a lot of governments, a lot of agencies always like to push as far as they can go. 
but let's see how Apple is handling this before we before we just sock them. Okay, let's let's see how they're handling this. Quote: Before an image is stored in iCloud Photos, an on-device matching process is performed for that image against the known CSAM hashes. Remember, this is on your device. This matching process is powered by a cryptographic technology called private set intersection, which determines if there is a match without revealing the result. The device creates a cryptographic safety voucher that encodes the match result along with additional encrypted data about the image. This voucher is uploaded to iCloud Photos along with the image. Using another technology called threshold secret sharing, the system ensures the contents of safety vouchers cannot be interpreted by Apple unless iCloud Photos account crosses a threshold of known CSAM content. The threshold is set to provide an extremely high level of accuracy and ensures less than one in one trillion chance per year of incorrectly flagging a given account. End quote. So let's step through this. Before an image. So let's just say you've went on a trip. You've been on airplane mode. You've taken 247 photos. I know, I know. Let's just roll in Dexter's Playland, okay? You've taken 247 photos. Before that image is stored on iCloud, that database that's now living inside of your iPhone, you're going to generate a hash for this picture. We're going to look at the hashes in the database. And if it doesn't match, cool. We shoot you right on up to iCloud. We shoot you right on up to iCloud. Now, if it does, we're going to have this match result that has encrypted data about the image. But here's the thing. Due to this threshold that, once again, we don't know what this threshold is. But this threshold is built in to help avoid false positives because here is the thing. If that threshold, if you exceed that threshold, then Apple has the potential to unlock the photo, the photos in that realm. Now, not all of the photos. Okay, so of your 247, let's just say three of those were flagged with vouchers that said, hey, this might be CSAM. So therefore, let's just say two is the threshold. Therefore, the three in that group, they're going to get snatched out and they will be reviewed by someone at Apple. You do not get the police called on you. No one's going to knock on your door yet. But those will then be reviewed because you exceeded the threshold. Now, Apple says that the threshold is set to provide an extremely high level of accuracy and ensures less than one in one trillion chance per year of incorrectly flagging a given account. And I t- and on topics like this, whenever we're doing a really big deep dive, I have notes all over the place as I'm reading from my iPad, reading from my desktop machine. 
and in gigantic red letters is slapping me in the face right now. Proof. I want proof of this. Don't just tell me some crap. And this this is the point. This is where Apple begins to turn the corner and start to really piss people off. Because they say a lot of things. We have the fastest processors. They do. We're the best at this. We're the best at that. Sure, whatever. But when you're saying less than one in a trillion, I want proof. Don't just say it. Because things get incorrectly flagged by automated systems all the time. Now, the good thing is that it goes to review. Let's let let's just talk about this threshold. Starting with the quote. Only when the threshold is exceeded, does the cryptographic technology allow Apple to interpret the contents of the safety vouchers associated with the matching CSAM images. Apple then manually reviews each report to confirm there is a match, disables the user's account, and sends a report to NCMEC. That is the government agency, remember? That's what we just talked about. National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. If a user feels their account has been mistakenly flagged, they can file an appeal to have their account reinstated. This innovative new technology allows Apple to provide valuable and actionable information to NCMEC and law enforcement regarding the proliferation of known CSAM. And it does so while providing significant privacy benefits over existing techniques since Apple only learns about users' photos if they have a collection. Remember that threshold. Once that threshold has been passed, then the photos that encapsulate the passing of that threshold, those are packaged together and those are pulled for review because they have the vouchers attached and then they're able to unencrypt those, take a look at them, see what the heck is going on and then alert an agency. Okay. Is that fair? Is that fair? Are we good? So Apple only learns about users' photos if they have a collection of known CSAM in their iCloud Photos account. Even in these cases, Apple only learns about images that would match known CSAM. Not the entirety, but only the images that would match. And I think that that is something that is very important. And of course, we have to say for the children, you know, the the things that you have to say for the children, you know, Apple started this whole thing off. We want to help protect children from predators. The jargon is correct. Everything is correct. No one, no one wants to see children fall Pray to sexual predators. They are disgusting and vile. But how far are we willing to go in regards to own device things? Okay, how far are we willing to go? So you know how the technology works. You know the three pieces now. But now it's time to turn the page. If okay. 
I haven't done this in a while, so <laughs> humor me for a second, okay? If you're in the car, pull over, okay? Pull over. If you're listening to this at work and you're typing a line of code, you're typing an email, stop! You save your project, you save that email right now, you stop that team's message. You do it right now. Because we're about to turn the page and look on the flip side at the privacy stance and we're going to kind of see where this needs to go then okay white paper white paper white paper i Beat you over the head with it. We went line for line, topic for topic, implementation from messages, Siri and search to iCloud. But there's always a different side to any argument that you face. And even though across the board, everyone is in agreement with Apple that we need to stop child sexual abuse material, CSAM. And we need to stop these complete lunatics, these, these people that do vile things and have things on their devices. We have to stop them. But at the same time, privacy is a human right. I'm sure you, you've heard that quote before, right? Oh, and you've probably heard it from people at Apple. Man, it's funny how that works. It's funny how that works, you know, and the thing we, we can start with the slippery slope argument, because here's the thing. Lots of people say, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about the slippery slope argument. And you know what I say to these people? Shut up, because everything is a slippery slope. I was listening to coverage on this because, like I said, I fueled my brain with this for days and days to be able to report back as much as possible. And people don't like the slippery slope argument, but it's the truth. It is the truth. Apple is literally putting a database on our iPhones to match hashes of images. Now, this is great. It is great from the standpoint that individuals that deserve to be caught will be caught. But here's the thing. What's next? Have you heard of China? Have you heard about Russia? Have you heard about these incredibly crazy, these incredibly awful regimes that are totalitarian? They only care about themselves. They don't care about their people. They want their people to listen to them. Anything else that comes from the outside of them is evil. What if Russia comes and says, hey, we want to make sure that people are talking about Putin in a great light. So there could be no memes of Putin floating around. So we're going to give you this database of images of Putin that contains common memes. They will be updated. Those updates will come through in iOS updates, just like, you know, the updates to the CSAM database will be. And hey, anytime, anytime something like this gets sent through, flag it. What about China? What about China? Kim Jong-un. We know that that guy's an idiot. We already have iCloud 
and things like that operating inside of Chinese data centers. So we want this database of Kim Jong-un images stored on Chinese iPhones to ensure that our citizens are not sending memes back and forth. And if they are, we have to report them to the Chinese government. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about that? Because at some point, other entities may request these local databases. So sure, it's own device and it's not making a call all the time. But upon upload, when that hits iCloud, that's when things start to get a little dicey. Imagine this. We're doing a thought experiment here. So just imagine this. Pretend that there was a robot in your home that, you know, it's just sitting there casually scanning your behavior. It's just sitting there watching you. It's not it's not saying anything. It's connected to the Internet. It's always online. It's always watching. It's always listening. It's ever present. But let's just say one day you hear a knock on your door. And it's the police. And casually, while this robot in your home, it's been scanning you. But suddenly, you and the occupants in your home, you have reached a threshold for inappropriate behavior. And they're coming to reprimand you. Is that okay? Hey, it's in your home. It's not always calling back to the mothership. But it's just keeping a note. Do you see how this works? This is what we call the slippery slope argument. And for those people that say they don't want to hear about it, like I said, you need to shut up because the slippery slope argument is real. And if I cascade that over to something that's happening in the real life, You'd want to have nothing to do with it because it's an invasion of privacy. So being a card carrying member of the Electronic Frontier Foundation, they definitely have a lot to say and they definitely think that this is a back door. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to say this is a back door because governments don't necessarily have inherent access to your device. There's no there's no dashboard where they can log on to person A's device, go through all of their pictures and look at their messages and kind of just get a window like a real time desktop viewer of their device. No, that's not that's not it. But it's a door. It might not be a back door. It might not be a front door. But let's just say. This is a door kind of covered by branches. You know, it's we we've put some brick over it, you know, but if we take that brick apart, you know, it's hard to do. But if we kind of chisel away at that brick, then we can get to a door. Are you following me? This is cascading back to the robot analogy. So 
Here's the thing. From the EFF, they note that child exploitation is a serious problem. We all do. And Apple isn't the first tech company to bend its privacy protective stance in an attempt to combat it. But that choice will come at a high price for overall user privacy. Apple can explain at length how its technical implementation will preserve privacy and security in its proposed back door. But at the end of the day, even a thoroughly documented, carefully thought out and narrowly scoped back door is still a back door. To say that we're disappointed by Apple's plans is an understatement. Apple has historically been a champion of end-to-end encryption for all of the same reasons that EFF has articulated time and time again. Apple's compromise on end-to-end encryption may appease government agencies in the U.S. because that's where all of these protections are being rolled out to. They're being rolled out to U.S. iPhones in the U.S. and abroad, but it is a shocking about-face for users who have relied on the company's leadership in privacy and security. There are two main features that the company is planning to install in every Apple device. One is a scanning feature that will scan all photos as they get uploaded into iCloud photos to see if they match a photo in the database of known child sexual abuse material maintained by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, NCMEC. The other feature scans all iMessages images sent or received by child accounts. Now, as I noted before, it's not just iMessage, it's anything in the Messages app, so that it's iMessage and text message alike. That is, accounts designated as owned by a minor for sexually explicit material, and if the child is young enough, notifies the parent when these images are sent or received. This feature can be turned off or on by parents. So here's the thing that they're saying. Apple is opening the door to broader abuses. Quote, we've said it before and we'll say it again. It's impossible to build a client-side scanning system that can only be used for sexually explicit images sent or received by children. As a consequence, even a well-intentioned effort to build such a system will break key promises of the messenger's encryption itself and open the door to broader abuses. All it would take to widen the narrow back door that Apple is building is an expansion of the machine learning parameters to look for additional types of content. Mm. <laughs> Remember what I was talking about earlier? Or a tweak of the configuration flags to scan not just children's, but anyone's accounts. That's not a slippery slope. That's a fully built system just waiting for external pressure to make the slightest change. Take the example of India, where recently passed rules include dangerous requirements for platforms to identify the origins of messages and pre-screen content. Complete garbage. New laws in Ethiopia requiring content takedowns of misinformation, quote unquote, in 24 hours may apply to messaging services. And many other countries, often those with authoritarian governments, have passed similar laws. Apple's changes would enable such screening, takedown, and reporting in its end-to-end messages. The abuse cases are easy to imagine. Governments that outlaw homosexuality might require the classifier to be trained to restrict apparent LGBTQ plus content. Or an authoritarian regime 
might demand the classifier be able to spot particular satirical images or protest flyers. Hey, remember my Kim Jong-un reference? We've already seen this mission creep in action. One of the technologies originally built to scan and hash child sexual abuse imagery has been repurposed to create a database of terrorist content that companies can contribute to and access to the purpose of banning such content. They're noting that this is, and when it comes to iCloud photos, Apple's plan for scanning photos that get uploaded into iCloud photos is similar in some ways to Microsoft's photo DNA. The main product difference is that Apple's scanning will happen on device. The database of processed CSAM images will be distributed in the operating system. The processed images transformed so that users cannot see what the image is. And matching done on those transformed images using private set intersection where the device will not know whether a match has been found. This means that when the features are rolled out, a version of NICMAT CSAM database will be uploaded onto every single iPhone. The result of the matching will be sent up to Apple, but Apple can only tell what matches were found once that threshold has been passed. Once those have been passed. It's it's just too much. It's too much. And then when we're talking about messaging, messaging, something that's supposed to be private, can we really call something private again when another person can get a recipient, another person can get a receipt of what you're sending? You have a text message between two people and then someone else, albeit a parent, someone else can get a notification saying, hey, 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 you, hey, hey there. This person sent this. We just want to make sure that you're okay with it. Let, let's see what EFF has to say. As a reminder, a secure messaging system is a system where no one but the user and their intended recipients can read the messages or otherwise analyze their contents to infer what they are talking about. Despite messages passing through a server, an end-to-end encrypted messages will not allow the server to know the contents of a message. When that same server has a challenge for revealing information about the contents of a significant portion of messages, that's not end-to-end encryption. In this case, while Apple will never see the images sent or received by the user, this is 100% correct, Apple still does not know what's being sent. It has still created the classifier that scans the images that will provide the notification to the parent. So Apple is really playing supreme ultimate ultimate good guy here because you know we're just we're doing this stuff on device we're going to alert a parent but they're building an underlying technology and this this is the thing this is the final this is the argument here from a privacy standpoint they're building they're essentially building the highway for us to travel on And the governments, these local municipalities, these pathetic regimes that fight for power so much, 
they have their engines revving to go and to get off on this exit. Because for them, there is no such thing as too much information. They want it all. They need to know everything we're doing all the time. But they don't. But the underlying technology is there. It's there. And it's incredibly disappointing that Apple of all companies, you know, going back to around 30 minutes ago when this podcast began, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. It's ridiculous. So last, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up and kind of package it all together. All right, guys, wrapping this up. And if you've made it this far, I definitely appreciate you for following the podcast, listening to the podcast, and hopefully sharing this with a friend so that we can get all of the details out there for everyone. Not just the people that want to know it, but the people that don't know because it's so many things out here that are happening on our devices with our data that we simply are unaware of. So here's the thing. Apple, they're trying. They're trying. And you know, for the most part, this system that they have created for detecting child sexual abuse material, pairing it with NCMEC to try to crack down on things, it's solid. It's pretty, it's pretty doggone solid. But the thing that have so the thing that has so many people so damn frustrated, including myself, is the fact that we're having this intrusion in our walled garden that was before this private. It was private. It was just for us. There was nothing else in here. And while we agree with the stances that Apple has taken, we disagree of the intrusion. Because at the end of the day, when you're putting a database on my phone to scan things that are going into iCloud, it is a privacy issue. And when a government agency or municipality comes to you and say, hey, can you do this? You can no longer say, no, we can't. Because you are for this other organization, for this different purpose that you believe in. So at what point is Apple no longer allowed to choose? Because here's some things. We don't necessarily know where this came from. Now, we one could say that at some point Apple was going to have to do this anyway. Google, Facebook, and others, they've been doing this for years. This is true. We know this. No one is acting like other people are not doing it. But now Apple is doing it, and our phones are just slightly less private than they were. So what are we going to do? The slippery slope is getting more slippery. And you know what? I'm going to keep saying that to piss off everyone that feels like slippery slope is not a good argument. 
And don't get me started on the nothing to hide argument, because I know that the same idiots that would talk crap about the nothing to hide argument would be furious if we had that robot behavior scanning tool in their house, because they would probably be the first ones to go to jail. But you know, nothing to hide. Give me a freaking break. Guys, we really have to take this seriously because the question that I ask, and I'm going to end on this, is what's next? Guys, thanks so much for listening. Dexter Johnson in the weeds. This was a lot of research and just making sure that I dotted all of my I's, crossed all of my T's. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you so much. Be sure to share it. And until next time. I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time.